Well, welcome back to Ninja on the Loose. I'm G-Money, or you could call me George. This time around, I'm going to talk about food, but not just any kind of food. I'm going to talk about groceries and how you can save some money buying groceries. There's a few tricks that we've learned and a few tricks I've learned on my own that I want to share with you. But first, I want to tell you that it wasn't that long ago when after I received my paycheck and paid my rent and paid my utility bills that I would have if I was really really lucky eh, about 75 to 100 dollars to spend on groceries so I would go to the local grocery store and I would go up and down the aisles there were a few things that I had to pick up but I would go up and down the aisles and I would try to stretch that 75 to 100 dollars as far as I possibly could and as a result I learned some pretty good tricks but uh, when I eventually my life changed and I, I got married and lucky for me my wife is uh, very cost-conscious like I am so as it turns out she's a perfect partner to have when it comes to grocery shopping because she shops very much the same way I do in fact I think we all complement each other quite well we make a pretty good tag team when we're in a grocery store but anyway our story is pretty simple we consider ourselves flyer shoppers now a flyer depending on where you live uh, they could be called inserts or uh, advertising papers or something like that uh, where we live they're called flyers and a flyer is um, four five six seven eight maybe ten page uh, item that you get in the mail uh, from your local grocery store and it uh, highlights all the specials coming up in uh, the next week uh, we live in a community where there's one major grocery store and so we receive their flyer every single week and so basically what we'll do is when it's time to buy some groceries we'll sit down with the flyer and we'll go through it page by page and we'll circle things that first we need and secondly things that uh, are at a good price that we could probably use and totally av avoid the things we don't buy and we're not going to buy just because it has a sale price uh, so that's kind of how we fill our pantry but we have uh, some interesting methods that we use that actually allow us to do this and save thousands of dollars uh, and this is just two of us uh, we save thousands of dollars a year on our groceries shopping in the same store the only store in the community and we use the flyers and uh, we have a points card and uh, if you have a grocery chain where you are where they have a points card uh, basically it's a loyalty program where you get rewarded for shopping there on a regular basis and sometimes you earn you know special points or bonus points if you buy certain things uh, the points card to me is valuable in that when we shop with this particular points card it actually accesses sale prices so that gives us the incentive to use our points card yeah we get points as well and once or twice a year we you know exchange the points for a turkey or something special that's a hammer you know they have things like this and so we'll use that once or twice a year to, to uh, cash in for a turkey or a ham but that's not the main reason why we use the points we use the points cards because uh, of the sale prices we can access with it 
So uh, primarily we have a, a number of methods we follow, like I said, and uh, one of them is to use the points card, and uh, the other one is to follow the, the flyers. Now, interesting thing about these flyers, and I've had store managers confirm this for me more than once, and I have no reason to believe otherwise. Uh, basically, any major, major um, chain of any kind, and this uh, is hardware, electronics, groceries, anything like that that has a, a regular flyer program, they actually have a rotation system they use. And again, I've had this confirmed by more than one store manager that six weeks is the rotation period. So essentially, if you change your shopping habits and try to make it coincide with the flyers, you will be basically able to buy the majority of your groceries at sale prices in a six-week rotation. That is to say, if you reprogram yourself to buy certain things when they're on sale, you can basically fill your pantry and not pay full price for anything in the span of six weeks. And so that's pretty much what we do. Uh, now it means shopping on a regular basis, but I could tell you that's not a hard thing to do. Uh, we don't spend a lot on groceries. Uh, we don't use coupons, but I know some people who are coupon clippers and actually save even more to the point where some people, and you've probably seen this on TV and you've probably seen it online as well, there's some people that can basically fill their house with groceries and do it for pennies. And I think that's tremendous. Uh, my mother was a coupon clipper, not to that extent, but she was a coupon clipper and she was pretty thrilled whenever she could get something for free or half price or even better than half price or cheaper than the sale price or whatever it was. I'm not a coupon guy, but I'll use the points card. And the only points card I'll use is for groceries. Um, I'm just not too big on any other reason for using points. Uh, again, like I said before, the particular points card we use allows us access to sale prices. That's the only reason why I'm going to use that card. So, for me, it's a bit of a game when I go in and shop, uh, and uh, when my wife shops uh, independent of myself, and typically we shop together, but there are times when we will go in on our own, I uh, virtually demand to see the sales uh, receipt after she's done. And we have kind of a running joke in our house where if I find more than two items on the sales receipt that she paid full price for, I will go ballistic. I will jump up and down, I will yell and scream, I will make all sorts of noise, I will whine, and I will say, What did you do? What have we taught each other? Actually, I don't go to that point, but I will point out, if I find more than two things on the sales receipts that are not on sale, I will point it out to Brenda and say, I see three things on here, not for sale. They're not on sale. Uh, I see four items you paid full price for. And usually it's, and I mean, again, like I said, it is kind of a running joke in our house, but the, the point is there are some things that just never seem to go on sale. There's uh, some produce items that never seem to go on sale. Milk never seems to go on sale. Uh, and I'm talking about in the store we shop at. So on, maybe it does where you are, but in our particular circumstance, it doesn't. Uh, so, you know, there are some things that you just can't get on sale, and I get that. So, I, you know, like I say, that's part of the joke in our house. But the game for me is when I go grocery shopping, rarely do I buy something and pay full price. 
I want to pay a sale price on everything I buy. And that's how I do it. So, you know, it's all just, you know, the way you stretch your dollars. And I think it goes back to when I had those days where I had $75 only to spend on groceries. So I wanted to stretch it as far as I could. And I think I carried that into where I am today, where my budget is a little bit more than that. And, you know, I still want to save as much as I can. Um, and, and also, it's important, you know, for, for us too, that we could go out of town and possibly save some money. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, if we go out of town, well, we now have to factor in gas. We have to factor in our time. Have to factor in other items. So I don't know if really going out of town and the nearest out-of-town grocery store to us is over an hour's drive away. So I don't know if that really makes that saving worthwhile now. So also, I'm a big fan of supporting the local economy. So that's another reason why I think we need to shop in our own surroundings and so that's why we focus on the grocery store in our community and we focus on trying to buy things on sale. Uh, one of the things that uh, you may have noticed uh, in your shopping travels is the milk. Where's the milk? It's always in the back corner. Why is the milk in the back corner? Well, there's a couple trains of thought on that, uh, depending on who you talk to. A uh, very common belief is that if you have to walk all the way through the store to the back corner, chances are if you're running in for milk, you might just buy something else that you pass by on your way through. And, and I kind of see where that's very possible, but also there's another train of thought too, depending on who you talk to again. Uh, store managers will say it's because the coolers are in the back, it's easier for the refrigerated trucks to deliver the cooled items, not just milk, but all the other items that go in the coolers in the back of the building. And it just makes more sense to keep it all in one spot. And, you know, I could see some premise in that as well. I like to believe it's because it's there to get us to go through the whole store. But I can see either side of that story. Uh, also, another thing I've noticed, too, is the bakery and the bread is separated from the milk. Again, Two trains of thought on that. Some people, again, will say it's because, you know, since those are two very popular items in the store, you want to separate them so people have to go from point A to point B, but have to pass through a lot of other places in the store to get there. Uh, our store, and I think it's a fairly common layout, our store, uh, you enter it, and uh, from the left and circling counterclockwise from the outside of the store, the, the outer wall, uh, you have the deli, bakery, transitions to meat, then all the way around to the back where it's all the coolers. So you've got your milks, your uh, cheeses, your yogurts, uh, your items like that. And then it transitions all the way around to the other side of the store now to produce and then flowers at the very end. And then all the other aisles, of course, are right in the center of the store. So, you know, look at it as you wish. I don't think I've seen too many stores that have different layouts. You can easily walk into any grocery store and say, I need some milk. Oh, it's going to be over in that corner there. Or I need some bread. It's going to be very likely over here. And I think that's partly to make it easy on everybody. But again, it's a, there's some science behind the way these things are laid out. Uh, for example, have you noticed that at eye level in any aisle is not always the sale items. You have to kind of pay attention when you go up and down the aisles. There's some aisles where sale items are not at eye level. 
Um, again, different trains of thought on that. Uh, store managers say that's coincidental. Other people say it's to make you maybe possibly buy something you wouldn't normally buy because it's it's eye level. And again, I guess it depends on your shopping habits. So I actually have a list of five tips here to help you save some money on your grocery shopping uh, based again on our experience. So let's see what we have. So number one, and you've probably heard this a gazillion times. I've heard it I don't know how many times and I'll tell you. I didn't think there was anything to it until I did it myself, and it makes a lot of sense. Tip number one, do not shop when you're hungry. Yeah, I know it might be a no-brainer for some of us, but you know what? If you're hungry, chances are you're going to maybe gravitate towards the chip aisle or the cookie aisle or something else, or buy a few extra things that you weren't really planning on buying because all of a sudden you're hungry and you really need that. So. One of the things my wife and I have done is that we've actually shopped after we've eaten uh, a good-sized meal. Uh, not that we're influenced entirely by our hunger pangs, but we have found that that has helped. Uh, my tip number two is use a list. And, you know, if you've listened to my previous podcasts, you'll know that uh, I see that keeping lists keeps you organized. Well, when it comes to grocery shopping, it certainly does. Now, I will say we don't list everything we're going to buy. But we do have a flyer with us. We've circled most of the items that we plan on buying, and then we do have a list of things that we need on top of that. And between the circled items on the flyer and the list that we take in the store with us, we can do pretty good. Uh, And we can pretty much wipe away whatever we had planned on picking up. Every now and again there's something extra, but not always. We don't normally deviate from our particular list and flyer choices. And we find that that keeps us on track. Uh, My third tip is to comparison shop, and this is really important when it comes to, uh, they call them warehouse sales or bulk buy sales. Uh, You know, it's when they have flats of things on sale. In in our particular store, going back to the six-week rotation, it seems roughly every four months we'll see the warehouse sale. And if you look at the flyer prices and even the sale tag on the actual item, uh, depending on what store you shop at, the one we go to, it actually has the sale price. And then it says, you know, if it's on a flat of, say, a dozen tins of mushrooms, uh, whatever the price is, and then it says, works out to 53 cents a tin. You know, it has a fair number to throw out there. And... Sometimes that is a deal, and sometimes it's not. And so what we will do is we'll uh, make a note of what the works out per tin price is and actually look at the actual regular price or regular sale price of the very same item in the aisle. Sometimes we've actually found a better deal just buying one or two tins rather than buying the flat of 12. Also, uh, my fourth tip is in, you know, you have to avoid impulse shopping. And what I mean by that is you have to pay attention to how the store is laid out. There's, uh, for example, a reason why chocolate bars are usually at the checkouts. There's a reason why candy and magazines and things like that, again, are at the checkouts. I rarely fall for that. Um, However, I do. 
every now and again because suddenly I do need a chocolate bar. But seriously speaking, mm, pay attention. When you're at the checkout, you want to check out. You don't want to stand around and find another deal that you really weren't looking for because that's the last thing you want is to end up buying something that you weren't planning on and deviating from your list. I hear a neighbor outside has just started sounds like a chainsaw so hopefully you don't hear that on this uh, podcast but you might my uh, fifth tip and this is something that's worked for us a lot is shop weekly i know if you don't have a very big budget it might be tough to do but we find that if we shop weekly for the items we need back to the six-week rotation i was telling you about about the sale prices Every week, something we're going to need is on sale. And so we've, again, patterned our shopping habits to follow kind of the schedule of the flyers. And if we happen to run out of shampoo and it's not on sale, then yes, sometimes we'll just buy it. But, you know, on the offhand chance that we can get by a couple of, you know, one week and it happens to be on sale, then off we go. Now, another thing we'll do, too, when we shop weekly is uh, it spreads out your, your spending, all right? So it uh, you don't all of a sudden go in and have to spend three or four or five hundred dollars on a shopping trip. If you break it down to weekly, you're now looking at smaller uh, shopping trips, a little easier to carry home, a little easier to pack into your freezer or pantry or shelving, whatever it is, uh, wherever you store your groceries. We find it just seems to work out for us. And again, like I said, because of the rotational pricing schedule of uh, grocery stores, shopping weekly, I think, is a good way to nail some of those particular sales. Uh, And it has worked for us. So we don't have any problem with that. And uh, basically, that's uh, all I could tell you about saving money when you do your grocery shopping. It's not uh, a hard pattern to uh, get into. I... um, have talked to some people I know uh, who I've tried to encourage to do this and I don't know for some reason I guess it's just uh, you know when you have uh, a certain pay schedule uh, and you can only work your shopping around your pay schedule then I guess maybe trying to do it weekly or trying to hit the the sale flyers is a little more difficult but it's not really that hard to do we figured it out and we were able to make it a regular pattern for our shopping and so that's what we do we haven't um, deviated very far from this particular method uh, at all and I think maybe maybe that's why it's so much fun to shop with uh, someone else who feels the same way I do about grocery shopping because you know the two of us my wife and I will go into a grocery store our grocery store and when it's shopping time and I'll be honest with you we may have a list of seven items that we're going to pick up that week and maybe the flyer has two of those things on sale so we'll go in and like I said seven items we'll leave with seven items but it'll take us half an hour to 45 minutes to actually find those items and get the best deal because we're not debating about things but we'll say for example it's say we need a can of beans I will go in the bean aisle and we don't know if it's on sale or not but typically there's something on sale we'll take a look and it's like okay well there's our grocery store will have say for argument's sake maybe 10 different brands of beans well we will actually take a look at the labels we will read the labels we will compare the labels we'll compare the prices we'll compare the ingredients it will take sometimes many minutes to decide on which can of beans we're going to buy but you know what 
Once we've come to that conclusion, it'll be the best can of beans we've probably ever bought. I know not everybody has the time to do that, and I understand that. But if you want to stretch your dollars, sometimes you just have to make some new habits and develop these habits and actually put them in action in order to save some money. And like I said, that's uh, how we do it. Uh, so again, that's uh, pretty much it for me this time around. I'm George. Uh, you could call me G-Money, uh, Ninja on the Loose. Uh, subscribe to my program, uh, my podcast. Uh, be sure to share with everybody you know. Let people know that uh, you're learning something here. And uh, if you like the podcast, uh, let me know. And if uh, you are so inclined to find out more, uh, check out my Facebook page at uh, facebook.com slash Inc. And you can check my website out at www.looseinc.ninja. And like I said, you check out the website, you'll make this Ninja on the Loose thing all come together and it all makes sense. And again, if I figure out how to put it on the show notes, I'll put it in the show notes. Again, thanks a lot. And uh, until next time, have a great day.